0: Wow. What's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cuttajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. So, welcome back to another series recap and review episode. Today, the Mets finished their three-game set at home against the Seattle Mariners. They only won one of three, resulting in their first series loss of the season. This series featured some some tough losses, some really great rallies, and I'm really excited to break it all down. As usual, in the first half, I'm going to be breaking down each game one at a time, taking a look at the pitching and hitting performances from the Mets. And then in the second half, I'm going to take a look at the offensive performance, sort of Building off of last episode's look at the, the sort of struggles that we've seen from the offense, but also the the really great rally the Mets put together today, as well as the injury to Tyler McGill, and the struggles that we saw this weekend in the bullpen. So I'm really excited to get into it, so let's get going. So starting with Game 1, the Mets lost this game 2-1 to one on Friday night. Starting with the pitching, looking at the pitching, Max Scherzer was on the mound, and he was outstanding. Seven innings pitched, three hits, one run, two walks, six strikeouts. You know, he gave up that one earned run. At the time, it it tied the game, and it it was a 1-1 game. But overall, just a really solid performance from Scherzer, you know, looking like himself. And then turning to Drew Smith, the next pitcher, he pitched one inning, gave up a hit, a run, Two walks, two strikeouts. This was the first run that Smith had given up all year, and it was inevitable. You know, this wasn't something that was going to last for the entire season. If it did, (laughs) that would be pretty, pretty outstanding, but... You know, it it was expected that he was going to eventually, you know, lose that streak of not giving up any runs. Unfortunately, it came in this game where the Mets only put up one run on the board and lost two to one. He ended up taking the loss for this game, which was really unfortunate because he did battle, you know, he had a tough inning, but I thought he did a good job to get out of trouble. You know, we gave up two walks, so immediately had two guys on, then the single, which scored the run, and then struck out the next two guys and got a fly out. I thought he did a great job minimizing damage in an inning that really could have gotten away from him. And then finally, Adam pitched the... Top of the ninth inning, he went one inning, struck out two guys, no earned runs, no hits, no walks, so so a really great job from Adovino. Now turning to the offense, I mean, this was just, I mean, probably one of the, the mo- most frustrating and I, I don't want to say worst games because, you know, they they have had games like this where they just haven't gotten much going, but this definitely wasn't one of the better games that the, the offense has seen this season. They only had five hits total. You know, you had two from Brandon Nimmo who had a a really great game continuing his on-base and hitting streak. Marte had a hit, McNeil had a hit, and Nito had a hit. And that was it. The only run came in the first inning on a Francisco Lindor sacrifice fly. The Mets had the ability to score in that inning. You know, after that Lindor sack fly, Alonzo walked. So they had guys on on first and second. So they had a chance with only one out to, to... Drive in some more runs and and build up a lead early. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. And, you know, they had chances. They had guys, but just really couldn't get it going. They ended the game 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, which... You know, I talked during the national series about the the game, the Mets were two for 14 in the first game of that series with runners in scoring position, and they ended up winning. But this, this is an example of a time where, you know, not hitting with runners in scoring position can just end in a loss overall. So that was game one, really solid pitching performance, you know, two runs total. Can't really ask much more from your pitching staff and, and, For the hitting, just a really, really rough game, I would say. Overall, you know, one of the more disappointing hitting performances from the Mets this year. Now, turning to game two, this was a very exciting game. Lots of action, lots of sparks flying. Chris Bassett was on the mound. He went 5.2 innings pitched. He gave up five hits, only one run, one earned run. He had three walks, eight strikeouts. You know, honestly, I think Bassett had an outstanding start. And in my opinion, this was probably his most impressive start of the year specifically because he really struggled early in this game and and honestly through most of his start getting on the same page with patrick mazica mazica was called up because of james mccann going to the il with a fractured wrist which he's getting surgery on you know it was it was clear that bassett was very frustrated that he you know Obviously, Mazika, he's caught him in spring training, but this was his first time catching him at the major league level during a regular season game, and it was clear they just weren't on the same page. Bassett was trying to figure out and, and get the right pitches called in the right situation, and it, it, it clearly wasn't working for him, but in the end, he, he only gave up one run. He had a really solid outing, in my opinion, and so, you know, hats off to him. After Chris Bassett left in the sixth inning, Seth Lugo came in. His final line was two-thirds of an inning. He went .2 innings, two hits, two runs. One walk, no strikeouts for Lugo. So he came in, and he looked solid in the sixth inning. He he walked a batter, which ended up loading the bases, but then got a flyout, keeping the Mets lead at 4-1 to one at that point. In the next inning, though, after a flyout, he, he struggled. He gave up two hits, which put men on first and second, and that brought in Chasen Shreve. Now, Chasen Shreve I'm going to talk about more in the second half, but he had a, a rough series. His final line for this game, he went .2 innings, he gave up 1 hit, 1 run, 1 earned run, 1 walk and had 1 strikeout. But, you know, those 2 runs that I mentioned that were were credited to Lugo came from the first batter that Shreve faced, which was a 3-run game-tying homer from Jesse Winker, Mets public enemy number 1, you know, when he was with the Reds and now with the Mariners. Talked after the game uh, about the sort of love-hate relationship they have, which I think is fun. It makes baseball more fun to have this sort of villain, but a guy that the Mets can Mets fans can respect as a as a competitor but in that moment very rough to see that especially coming from him he had a a a three-run home run tied the game off of Shreve he then walked the next batter before getting a strikeout and then a pick off of Julio Rodriguez so just a, a bit of a rough outing there for Shreve before I get into his next outing in the next game which unfortunately wasn't much better the next pitcher who came in was Adam Adovino he came in for an inning gave up a hit but no earned runs no walks no strikeouts so uh, another solid outing from Adovino who ended up getting the win in this game and then finally Edwin Diaz came in one inning three strikeouts no hits runs or walks a really dominant save outing from Edwin Diaz who locked down his eighth save of the year now turning to the offense in this game the Mets looked a lot better offensively in this game They totaled seven hits, five runs on seven hits. Starling Marte had a huge day with three hits in this game, three for four. He had a triple, double, and a single, which was really fun to see. Francisco Lindor also led the team in runs batted in with two, going one for three on the day. So just want to shout him out. His first run came in the first inning. As I said, Marte tripled, and Lindor drove him in on a single. Then in the third inning, the Mets scored two more on a sack fly from Lindor, and a McNeil sack fly. Then in the fifth inning, an Alonzo double-scored Marte, who was on due to a fielder's choice. So at this point, the Mets were winning 4-0. As I mentioned, Chris Bassett gave up a run to make it 4-1, and then Jason Shreve's home run that he gave up to Winker tied it. But in the bottom of the seventh, Patrick Mazika, who I mentioned, was really struggling on defense to, to get it going with with Bassett and then even with the relief pitchers he seemed to be having some trouble but he came in clutch some more mazika magic a 370 foot homer on the first pitch of the 7th inning the go ahead and winning home run 370 foot bomb to right field just a really really awesome job from him to put aside the the struggles that he had on defense and you know, turn it into something positive on offense. So that was the winning run. The Mets win game two, five to four, just a really exciting and, and back and forth game where, you know, it seemed that all was lost after the the top of the seventh, but Mizeka brought it all back for the Mets in the bottom half of the inning. And again, Diaz locking down the save. That was huge against his former team. So really great game in game two, but turning to game three, a rough game for the Mets. They ultimately dropped this one 8 to 7 starting with the pitching Carlos Carrasco had a bit of a rough day he he was a little wild he wasn't terrible honestly you know he had some solid innings specifically the top of the 1st got the got the Mariners out 1 2 3 and the top of the 2nd got the Mariners down 1 2 3 even after a single got the double play there he I despite the box score and you know eight hits the Mariners really started getting on him as his outing went on I didn't think he was awful but you know his pitch count was getting up there 77 pitches in the in the fifth inning and they were just putting good contact the Mariners were just getting putting good contact on him sorry about that um but you know I I he did have a solid start, but definitely not his best. Definitely not the cookie we've seen the past couple starts. He went 4.1 innings, 8 hits, 4 runs, 4 of them earned, 1 walk, 2 strikeouts. Just really not his day. He he was solid, but not amazing. The next, the next pitcher in was Chasen Shreve. He took the loss on this game and, again, just had a tough outing. He went 1 inning, gave up 2 hits, 2 runs, 2 earned runs, no walks, and a strikeout. He came in in the top of the fifth inning and got two outs right away, but in the sixth inning, this is where his troubles began. He gave up a game-tying home run at the time to Julio Rodriguez and then got a pop-out but an infield single, which put a runner on. And after that, Shreve was lifted from the game to bring in Drew Smith, who, after a line-out, gave up a two-run homer to Cal Raleigh. The one run, the runner on base was credited to Shreve. And for Smith, he went 0.2 innings, gave up two hits, one run, one earned run that the homer from Raleigh, Uh, no walks and no strikeouts. After the home run, Smith was able to get out of the inning after a single and then a line out. After Smith pitched, in came Joaly Rodriguez. He pitched two innings, which was good for the Mets as they needed some bullpen guys to go a little. A little longer give them some length he went two innings gave up two hits one run one earned run and had three strikeouts you know I think overall he looked pretty solid out there for the Mets and then the final inning for the Mets was pitched by Colin Holderman who was called up due to Tyler McGill's injury who I'm what I'm going to talk about in the second half but he came in made his MLB debut and frankly had a really a really nice debut for the Mets. He threw he threw hard, had had upper 90s stuff, had one inning, gave up two hits, one strikeout, but no runs allowed, no walks allowed. So so a solid inning from Holderman. Definitely nice to have that kind of arm, that hard throwing arm in the bullpen. For for a first outing, I I think he was pretty solid for the Mets. Now, turning to the offense, this was a back and forth game because the Mets looked really good on offense at some points, and looked really bad at other points. Now, they started off the game with a run scored in the first, thanks to a Lindor bomb. It was a huge home run, 423 feet into the second deck. Got the Mets started off nicely up against Robbie Ray, the AL Cy Young winner last year. So, nice to see the Mets get started off there. But, after Carrasco had his rough fourth inning, where three runs scored, the Mets suddenly found themselves down four to one in the fourth. But, you know, I've talked a lot about it, about their their ability to keep fighting back, and that's exactly what they did. In the fourth, they came through and and fought all the way back to even take the lead in the fourth inning. After a single and a walk to Alonzo and Canna, respectively, Davis tripled, which scored two runs, and then a couple batters later. After an Escobar walk to get on base, Nimmo tripled and scored both Davis and Escobar. So suddenly, after being down 4-1, to the Mets were up 5-4. to It was an awesome, awesome showing from this team, showing their fight. But from then on, the, the offense really was dead until the ninth inning. After Nimmo's triple, the next 14 batters for the Mets were retired. No one got on via walk, via hit via hit by pitch, you know, they, they weren't able to get on in any way, which, you know, was a little, little concerning to be honest that, you know, especially in a game where that, that five to four lead that they had slowly slipped away and became an eight to five deficit, you know, it was tough to see them struggling to bounce back. It was eight to five after the seventh inning, they had nine outs to work with, to score three runs to tie it. And it was disappointing that in the seventh and eighth, The Mets really didn't show any life on offense. But in the ninth, they really, really tried to battle back. Escobar tripled, which was really encouraging to see, considering the the major slump that he's in right now. And McNeil singled to score him after a Mazika single and a Nimmo double, which scored McNeil and moved Mazika to third. The Mets had runners on second and third with one out. It was looking like the Mets were going to be able to possibly win this game or at least tie it in this situation. Unfortunately, Marte struck out swinging. Not a great at bat from him. You know, swinging at a pitch way out of the zone. Then, really curiously, the the Mariners intentionally walked Lindor to get to Alonzo for that righty righty matchup. But unfortunately, Alonzo struck out. He was thrown six straight sliders, and really, it was the the. The second strike, he he watched one strike, but the second strike was just way out of the zone, and he, he really reached for it. And the last one, he tried to check his swing, but he definitely went, which was just tough. You know, that being said, it was great to see the Mets battle there, but definitely a rough loss for the first series loss of the season. So now that I've gone over the three games against the Mariners, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I want to get into the Mets offense, both the good and the bad, Tyler McGill's injury and what we saw from the bullpen. all right and welcome back so now that i've gone over all of the games from this mariner series i want to just dive into a couple of interesting topics that i think really stemmed from this series starting with the offense i just want to touch on this quickly considering i talked about it last week and a lot of the same things that we saw last week against the nationals really cropped up in this series against the mariners and specifically that's you know just a bunch of guys kind of slumping at once. I will say that Marte had a really solid series, you know, not counting that that last strikeout against the uh, Castillo in the, the bottom of the ninth in game three, which could have possibly, you know, tied or won the game. But, you know, overall had a really great series. Nice to see him um, bouncing back. But, you know, overall, this team, the offense has been sluggish I I described it last week as sluggish and you know the two for 14 game they won it two for 14 with runners in scoring position against the Nationals last week they won that game but you know that's not a trend you want to continue with you don't want to keep you know pulling out these wins despite not coming through with runners in scoring position now you know obviously you got to give them a bit of a bit of slack they started the season so well offensively and you know to to, you can't compare seasons obviously things are completely different this year than they were last year but you know looking at last year's team which started the season you know similarly in first place and and you know got great stuff out of their pitching the one thing they didn't have was hitting and it was all pitching and right now we're seeing a point where the hitting is starting to slow up again they're getting wins you know here and there because the pitching is coming through but it's a dangerous trend it's a slippery slope and we saw last year what can happen if you rely too much or, or too intensely on the pitching to get you through games and the hitting doesn't have to come through as much and I think in this series we saw exactly the situation where you know in the first game. Because the hitting didn't come through, the pitching kept the Mets in that game 100%, and frankly, they should have won. You should be winning a game where Scherzer goes seven innings and gives up one run, and, you know, your your bullpen gives up one run. You know, a two-run game, that should not be an insurmountable deficit. And, you know, again, today in in game 3 starting off well and you know getting the offense going and you know coming back early but then going cold immediately you know just as when the the pitching starts to falter it's like you can't that inconsistency is somewhat concerning to me but flipping the script now I have to give the the offense tons of credit for the way they've been battling in these games now the first game I, I'll throw that out because there was not any offense at all really but You know, looking at games two and three, you know, in game two, you lost the lead. It's looking like the game is is out of hand. The momentum has shifted and coming through Patrick Mazika, huge at bat and huge home run. And with the game today, while the Mets didn't come back for them to rally in the ninth, it shows that they are still fighting. And I talk about this every single episode, but that level of aggressiveness, that level of never counting yourself out, that mindset is huge. And I think last year at the end of the year, at least as a fan, but you could really see it in the way the team played on the field that you know especially at the end the last month or so they they counted themselves out if they were down by a couple runs even as early as like the fourth or fifth inning they were counting themselves out they were not playing with the energy that this team is playing with and you know I just kind of bashed them for the 14 straight batters that they they let get out in a row in this game I I tip my hat to the the effort that they gave in the ninth inning I love that energy and I love that that fight in them turning now to the tyler mcgill injury this explains his really rough and wild outing that he had against the nationals where he just really couldn't find the strike zone and the times he did it was a meatball over the plate for the nationals to take advantage of this explains a lot so he was originally he was put on the 15 day il retroactive to may 12th earlier today got an mri and the update on the mri is in my opinion somewhat positive Hesitantly positive, because as we know with these things, you never know how they can develop. But after the MRI, reportedly it showed right biceps tendinitis, no structural damage, which is really, really good. The Mets also plan to keep him from throwing for a few days, see how the, the inflammation settles and responds, and then reassess. This is good news for McGill. You know, this is good that there's no structural damage. You're just dealing with some inflammation, You, you want to just let him rest up and get back to where he can be, you know, be as careful as possible with this, because as we saw with Trevor may, you know, inflammation and, and rushing someone back can really, you know, put you on a fast track to the, the 60 day IL, but, you know, that being said about McGill and it is really good for McGill just, you know, as a person not having any structural damage, but, you know, it does kind of put the Mets in a bit of a pinch here. It. The Mets tomorrow are going to go with a bullpen game. And after today, really using and taxing the bullpen, it's going to hurt the Mets, you know, in this, you know, next week or so, I think, because you now are down a starter, down a starter who had been really good for the Mets, and and probably he won't be back for another two or three weeks. So, you know, just having to to deal with that hole, especially with this bullpen having to adjust. Unfortunately, David Peterson can't be called up because he just pitched in the minor leagues this weekend. So that puts you in, again, a pinch. You know, I think Wentz, once Peterson can come up and can pitch, I as he's performed so far this season, I think he's a great fit to fill in that spot. But it definitely hurts the Mets and their bullpen right now in this next these next couple of days because you know, you're now having to send out the bullpen for a full bullpen game tomorrow. And after the pen pitched, you know, a decent amount of innings this weekend, it's obviously not ideal for them. And then to have to go up against a tough team like the the Cardinals next, you don't know how much you're going to need the bullpen in those next couple of games. So, you know, at the start, I think this is definitely going to be rough. Hopefully when Peterson is up, it it relieve some of that stress on the bullpen and the starters can kind of settle themselves back but you know wishing McGill the best and hopefully he will be back in the rotation soon and then finally speaking of the bullpen they struggled this weekend specifically Shreve and and on a lesser scale uh, Drew Smith I think for Smith I give him a pass you know the home run today definitely wasn't a good look and and That was a situation where you really needed him to come through in a tie game to just keep the game tied. And unfortunately, it didn't happen with Shreve a bit more of a a concern considering the the two days he was out there, he was not on at all in in those two games. He gave up four hits and four earned runs, so so definitely a little concerning there. But in the end, you know, this is connecting back to the hitting. This was expected to happen. I mean, the bullpen was pitching really well and honestly above what I expected out of them. They were exceeding expectations for the first month or so of the year. It It, it is concerning for the bullpen to be hitting a bit of a, a, a rough patch if the offense is similarly going to be in a rough patch, which, you know, is all the more reason for the offense to really, they need to get it going. So, you know, that's sort of my, my full take. I love the fight from the offense, but you know, I, i I want them to get back to that playing small ball. You know, they, they need to make the, the pitchers work more, you know, they're letting, they're, they're making pitchers work early, but then letting them go longer in the games as they kind of tail off as the, the innings keep going. So, you know, I, I, this was more about the bullpen, but I'm turning it more into the offense, but, uh, You know, I think that the the bullpen struggles are are inevitable. They're not going to be perfect forever. And that, again, is just all the more reason to have the offense pick it up right now, especially as they're about to start. A really tough series and this upcoming series is against the st louis cardinals last time the mets played the cardinals they took two out of three in st louis this time it is a four game set so far the mets and the cardinals only have one game with any probable pitchers on the mound the mets are planning, as I said, to have a bullpen game tomorrow with Trevor Williams starting the game. He was really good last time when he came in during that rough McGill start last week. He had a good couple of innings out of the pen and locked down the game, but this is definitely a much tougher lineup, but he should be familiar after playing in the the. NL Central last year before getting traded to the Mets and he will be up against Miles Michaelis who had a really really good game against the Mets last time out so hopefully the Mets can learn from what they saw and you know jump on him quick as for the rest of the series nothing else is set in stone no no probable pitchers for the Mets or the Cardinals but as I did uh, a couple series ago, I'm gonna take some educated guesses and assume that it will be Walker, then Scherzer, then Bassett, just based on pitching order. But who knows? Because of the injury to McGill and the the bullpen outings, I don't know what Showalter would will do. But that'll that's my best guess at at the the upcoming series. It's a big series. It'll be. A, a very tough one. You know, I think this Mariners series was, was difficult clearly for the Mets and it, it'll be tough. Got to go out there, look for that split. You can't, you can't expect three out of four or four out of four in a four game series. You just got to try and go in there, get the split and, you know, show what you got against a tough Cardinals team. So that is going to be all for this episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I love interacting with other Mets and baseball fans. And you can reach me at my Twitter, at PodMets. Tweet me your thoughts about the Mets, about baseball. I love talking about the sport. So I'd love to hear from you all on Twitter, at PodMets. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.